This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. New look. Same great troll taste. Gotta change my camera up a little bit here. See, uh, Smokey knocked it off last night. You're asking why is everything different, and I've been, like, fucking consulting you the entire time I've been putting this together, motherfucker. Like, oh, this is the new layout for the Troll Patrol. Welcome, welcome. I'm snitching? I'm snitching on Warlord. I was just, I was just, uh... Kind of taken aback by the fact that like you were one of the only people that was was seeing the redesign as I was doing it. And you're like, why does everything look different? I almost broke this out for the Walker Warnock debate and just had the Troll Patrol logo down at the bottom and have the like pumpkin head. Lenny, good evening. There may there may be new there may be tweaks to what's going on here as we figure out how everything works. Clinically, Lenny, Warlord, good evening, my friends. I think RB is in here, too. I think I saw RB. Maybe I didn't. Not yet. RB pop in here in a second. But I wanted... Okay, so the main complaint that I've heard throughout my time doing the show has been, like, the graphics are too busy. There's too much shit on the screen, so we streamlined everything. We tried to make it look uh, more appealing. So that we get more viewers in here. Because I'm hustling my ass off. Warlord asking about the balls that are apparently taking over downtown London. I don't know that it, that was in London, actually. Uh, that seems like a freaking news freak show kind of story. Mox, good evening. Oh, it was in London. Gigantic balls are taking over London, which... Last time I checked, I wasn't in London. I was in Tennessee. What did Tennessee? The same thing Arkansas. Had an old hippie woman that I hooked up with one time. She said that to me. I was like, that is the lamest fucking joke. And I've used it at least ten times. So welcome, welcome. We've, we've still, everything still works the way it did before. You can still, uh, you can still redeem your, your 10 minutes of no profanity. Clock pops up right there. Not so much shit moving around. And, and the thing that I think you're going to like the most is that the, ah, they've redeemed the no profanity on me. Thanks, Warlord. I assume it was you. The thing that I think you're going to like the most is when we get to the watch screen. Why are you telling me to reset the uh, the clock when I just started it? More streamlined. More streamlined is exactly what it is. Oh, for some reason, 10 minutes didn't stay up, though. We're going we're gonna to have to figure that one out. It, it should have stayed up, but it didn't. Once again, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work out some of the kinks. It's gonna stay up when I go to the watch screen. Give you your meme of the day. No, it's not. God damn it! And there, I just cussed again. I don't even have the I don't even have the 
don't even have the countdown up there on the screen. My my apologies once again. Working out some of the kinks. Weed indeed. Still going to have the guy kicked in the balls? Well, of course. Uh, balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. New look. Same great troll patrol. Kinks. You guys talking about kinks? You know what? You know what I have to say about your kinks, right? You live in sexual anarchy. Gonna take me a second to get as fast with them as I was before. This is a different setup. Oh, tell me to show a cat. Oh, by the way, you do not get an animal video tonight. No animal video tonight. Sorry. Instead of an animal video, you get to meet the newest kitty here in the house. Yes, we now have a new kitty. You will get to meet Trixie by the end of the stream. Trixie is five weeks old. Trixie is very small. Very small. But since I have to show a cat now... Here's you a smoky. Here's you a smoky. Who last night, probably about 5.30 or something, I was finishing up some work I was doing. About 5.30, Smokey jumps in my fucking lap, knocks my tea over on the desk. And then one of them had vomited in the floor over here and I wasn't aware. And when I got up to, to get the tea off of me, I stepped in vomit. How was your morning? Thanks, Smokey. Get wrecked, Lib. <laughs> so I woke up this morning and Smokey's cuddled up with me. And I'm looking over at him. I'm like, oh, you're such a sweet baby. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, you're not. You spilled tea on me last night. And then made me, then made me step in vomit. So yeah, sorry, we're still working out the kinks here. I do not have the uh countdown here. We're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on on uh making sure that the countdown stays up when we switch screens. It sh it shouldn't. I know what I'm gonna have to do. I know what I'm gonna have to do for it though. I think I've I've I think I've already figured out the issue. We'll just, we'll do that right there. And then boom, it stays up. Boom. Perfect. Fixed it already. <laughs> Look at the big brain on freaking. Did I already smoke some pot? Because I'm not high enough for this. Poop. Poop. The one issue I am seeing thus far is that my camera is actually, uh... Slightly behind me. I don't know if the I don't know if the audio is not matching up with me the way it is for you guys. But in this scenario the camera is like slightly off and it's fucking with me because it's never happened before. Oh god damn it. Motherfuck shit fuck kitty fuck. There we go. Resetting the clock. But this is a news show. That's what you guys came for. Uh, that's one of the reasons why the streamlined look 
so that when people are looking for some place to get their news from, they actually come to me instead of being turned off by all the shit that's on the... God damn it. <laughs> by all the shit that's on the screen. In a way, it makes me sad. Hitting that clock early is the play. Oh, you come for the memes. Fair enough, fair enough. And your meme of the day was Mario. Apparently having a heart attack after waking up on November 1st and eating 20 Reese cups the night before. Anybody get any fentanyl in their candy? Anybody get any good drugs last night? Any of your kids getting good drugs? We played uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. And uh, if you if you missed it, allow me to show you the best part of playing Five Nights at Freddy's last night. Hold on. I bet that's going to pop up behind me, isn't it? Show you the best part of playing Five Nights at Freddy's last night. Nope, nope, nope. Wrong one. <laughs> wrong, wrong thing. coming for me too now and the duck is actually scary to me It got me. That was good. It wasn't a- Clinically, I still barely understand that game. After that, we played um, Dark Pictures Anthology, and I really liked that. We played Little Hope. We got two or three chapters into it. It's one of those where, like, your decisions determine what happens in the game. You've got, like, a group of six, seven, eight people or whatever, most of them teenagers. I don't own Five Nights at Freddy's too. I believe Five Nights at Freddy's was a was a free game on PS Plus one time. We can look into it. I want to uh, I want to actually finish uh, Little Hope though. That was a lot of fun. Oh, Cash is behind me, not my screwing everything up over here. Not that it's not that it's bad to have Kesha up behind me, but it just kind of doesn't go with the motif, right? Okay, did he look like Don Cheadle? Uh, he, later on, he, he rode by on his bike and startled us as we were going across the... It looked like the bridge from Beetlejuice. Also, RB, I think you popped in. Good evening, my friend. And weed indeed. Not high enough for this bull. We definitely got some nonsense to talk about on the show tonight. I hate having to keep bringing him him up. But apparently Kanye West was at his kid's soccer game. And started a whole argument and stormed off. And we have video of it. 
I can't, I can't avoid it. I can't avoid it. I have to watch it. We'll see if we get to this one. I might I might chuck this one and save it for tomorrow night. Now tomorrow night we have the Bulldog Don Bulldog, the Republican nominee in New Hampshire, taking on Maggie Hassan, the Democratic incumbent. That is an important seat for Democrats to hold if they want to hold on to the Senate. We'll be watching that debate tomorrow night. I might save this clip of Rush Limbaugh's wife on with Glenn Beck. I think that happened earlier today. It might have been yesterday. But apparently uh, Glenn Beck was sucking up to Rush Limbaugh's, I assume, third wife, not second or third or not second or first wife. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. So I do want to get into that at some point in time, but we might not have time for it because it's a rather long clip. So we might save that for tomorrow night when we're doing the Bulldog Hassan debate. Last night's Powerball fell on a Halloween. Obviously not a lucky night for someone because nobody won. $1.2 billion is what the jackpot is up to now. A college professor in Tennessee was fired. Nope, nope, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. He resigned after viral video caught him yelling at a student. Got video from inside the courtroom at the Parkland Shooters. I believe sentencing. The judge went off on the defense. So you know I can't avoid uh, watching that one. We got two stories that are currently ongoing that we're going to try to get an update for. Cops shot in Newark, New Jersey. There is a manhunt underway that happened a few hours ago. Uh, I checked about a half hour ago to see if there was an update, and they had not caught the man as of yet. We'll see if we can get an update when we get down to that story. Also, a shooting in Denver. At least six victims, one dead. Just another day in mass shooting USA. So we'll check in with yet another shooting in Denver. You remember I bring up the dude what, about a year ago, year and a half ago, maybe, that shot up Denver that Zuby had on his show? A congressman in Georgia used donor funds to try to fight the subpoena regarding his role in subverting the 2020 election. The Supreme Court has refused to block Lindsey Graham from testifying in the Georgia election probe. The Trump team in New York has turned on CFO, former CFO Alan Weisselberg. Threw him under the bus. We've got an interview with one of Trump's exes. Who I I may be reading this headline wrong. Apparently she apparently she's still in contact with Donald. And Donald told her that he did indeed get intelligence from, from the 
from the white side of her family? I I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna hear we're gonna hear the interview. I've got multiple clips of Fox News getting triggered. Fox is upset about cats. Fox is upset about The View talking about Donald Trump costumes. Ted Cruz is upset at Donald Trump for not uh, sharing some of that money he's been raising. Uh, GOP appointees to a Wisconsin Tech school board are refusing to resign even though their terms have expired. Dr. Oz. We've got Dr. Oz news. I know one of Warlord's favorite people and the the GOP candidate Warlord is rooting for the most. Dr. Oz asked a surgeon to downplay his role in puppy murder. I wish I was joking. I wish I was joking. Dr. Oz once had research rejected and was temporarily banned from submitting research. Also, Herschel Walker. I don't even know. I don't even know which one of these women we're going to hear from tonight. One of the multiple, there's at least two I know of, women that have accused Herschel Walker of paying for abortions. One accused him of forcing her to have an abortion. I think that's the one we're going to hear from tonight. The one that was forced to have an abortion by Herschel Walker that didn't want to. He's still the pro-life candidate, though, of course. Uh, My God, I saw some show interviewed a voter in Georgia. And this woman said, I think Herschel Walker's a good Christian man. That's why I'm voting for him. Against the reverend, reverend Raphael Warnock. Herschel Walker, the man who paid for abortions. And, and beat his wife and has been a deadbeat dad as his kids have testified to. That's a good Christian man. Not the reverend Raphael Warnock. That one's weird to me. Walker, good Christian man. The reverend, not. Junior Sino. More like Junior Senile, apparently. <laughs> Oh, what's going on, my friend? Disposable Thumb, good evening. Mox, did I say hey to you? That's a great idea. Walker needs to start his own Planned Parenthood. Now, apparently abortions are a very lucrative industry. This is according to a uh, candidate in Michigan. (laughs) who is a QAnon whack job and is definitely going all out on the blood libel. Meanwhile, do you remember the libertarian I made fun of when we did the Blake Masters, uh, Mark Kelly debate in Arizona? The one where I, I almost brought up age of consent, like don't ask him about age of consent earlier in the, in the debate when he was making sense. And then later on in the debate, he actually did bring up age of consent. He's like, reasonable people can disagree on the age of consent. And I'm like, my God, he actually did it. Well, that dude has dropped out and endorsed Blake Masters. 
And apparently it's a good two or three points that he might be throwing the way of Republican candidate Blake Masters, who it, it might make a difference. It might make a difference come a week from tonight. We are a week away from Election Day in USA. Don Lemon mocked Carrie Lake, the GOP candidate for governor in Arizona. Meanwhile, also in Arizona, a judge has okayed, okayed armed men at the drop boxes. No legal action can be taken against men that are trying to intimidate voters by staking out at drop boxes. Plus, we're going to talk about a, a video showing the uh, Ukrainian resistance taking out Russian choppers. We're going to talk about the elections in Denmark and Israel and the rise of a new Palestinian resistance movement. All that more tonight on the Troll Patrol Live. Good evening to everyone. Mox, I said I, I like Dave Weigel an awful lot, but I am, I am hoping I'm still right and he is wrong. I'm sticking with my prediction that Democrats are going to pick up two seats in the Senate. I just, I don't see Fetterman losing. Especially with the deluge of information that we've got coming out about Dr. Oz that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. I don't see uh, Warnock losing in Georgia. Especially given the interview we're going to hear from Herschel Walker's accuser later on in this show. Don Lemon, not John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon dead. It would be great to hear what John Lennon has to say about shit now. I would assume he would be very much a uh, liberal hippie douche. But you never know. John Lennon, like, he may have gone full MAGA and be like, it's the Republicans that are, are punk rock now. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> These damn wokies. <laughs> oh, anti-cancel culture John Lennon is what we, we might have got. He'd be an old douche by now. I. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, technically, he was the one of the original woke liberal hippie douches, right? Which is weird to me because uh, I meet a lot of right-wingers that think the Beatles are just the pinnacle of music. And like you listen to those lyrics and you still have right-wing opinions. It boggles my mind. When you have McCartney's still pretty based. Who got canceled? Cancel, cancel Justin Freegan. All right, so let's test out our new layout when it comes to news stories. Let's see how well this is going to work. Let's move to Ukraine. Our Ukrainian saboteurs destroy two KA-52 helicopters at a Russian airbase. I'll make this a little bigger for you guys. 
The daring raid 500 miles from the Ukrainian border also severely damaged two other choppers at the Veritai base in the Piskov region. I'm sure I butchered several of those words. Ukrainian saboteurs filmed themselves planting explosives on Russian attack helicopters in an audacious clandestine raid on an airbase 500 miles from the Ukrainian border. You guys are getting ready to see the video. Two Russian KA-52 helicopters uh, were completely destroyed and another two were badly damaged in the attack. Uh, So here is the should be really killer video. This seems to be them assembling the charges. Why wouldn't you've already had those assembled before you got to where the hell? Because you're on a Russian base, correct? Has the Russian base been abandoned? You gotta love that we're getting selfie videos out of a war. What a time to be alive. It looks like he's planting his... Yeah, I've never blown up a helicopter, so I don't know what the best course of action is. It looks like he's planting it up top. I would think you'd want to plant it closest to the engine, but then again, he's he's closer to the wings and the and the uh, blades. So maybe that's a factor. I don't know. Yeah, I've never blown up a helicopter. I don't... He did it just for the gram. Now... Oftentimes, when we watch uh, viral videos like this, I'm always weary of them being uh, staged. This came out of a war, though. (laughs) But we didn't see the video of the helicopters blowing up, and I would assume that dude was was far away from wherever the fucking uh, uh, explosion was by the time he set off the charge, so... Fair enough, but I still would have liked to have seen video of the explosion. Just planting the just planting the explosives didn't actually, uh, you know, tickle my taint all that much. I made it the ten minutes, didn't I? Ten minutes isn't a thing anymore. Good, good. On to Denmark, which held an election earlier today. Social Democrats lead, but no majority exit polls suggest. I do believe we're only going to get exit polls when we talk about the Israeli election here in just a second, too. Met Fredrickson's party predicted to have about 23% of the vote, which could make the former PM Lok Rasmussen kingmaker. We're reading from The Guardian, so once again, as I've pointed out uh, on multiple occasions. Written for a higher grade level than U.S. media. Prime Minister Met Fredrickson... Prime Minister Met 
Fredrickson's Social Democrats have finished first in Denmark's election, exit polls have suggested, but neither the ruling left or rival right bloc are heading for a majority, setting up her predecessor and his new centrist party as the kingmakers. So the centrists are either going to side with the right or the left in this. But the Prime Minister's red block of left-leaning parties was projected to fall short of the 90-seat requirement for a majority in the 179-seat parliament with only 85 seats. The opposition blue block of rightist parties also looked set to fail, returning 73 MPs. If confirmed, the result could make Lars Ulrich Rasmussen the former center-right prime minister beaten by Fredrickson in 2019, the kingmaker. With the 17 MPs projected for his new centrist party, the moderates holding the balance of power. The result could be the first centrist coalition bridging Denmark's traditional left-right divide since the 1970s. That's what I'm saying. The centrists usually break right. Uh, We're hoping for a government with the Liberals, Rasmussen's former party, the Social Democrats and the moderates, Jacob Engel-Schmidt, isn't that a song? <laughs> Jacob Engel Schmidt, the centrist party's deputy leader, said after the exit polls. So the party uh, position apparently is to say that they're going to form a party with the leftists. Analysts have warned negotiations to form a new government could take weeks or even months, with both blocs potentially seeking to outbid each other to secure Rasmussen's backing and with it a parliamentary majority. Carpe Pax, good evening. John Jacob Heisenschmidt. Yes. I'm sorry, I was. That's your name. <laughs> Motherfucker's cracking me up over here. I'm sorry, I smacked my microphone. You got. <laughs> God damn it. It's my name, too. <laughs> Fredrickson had hoped for a vote of confidence in her handling of the COVID-19 pandemic and in her steady leadership in the face of high energy prices, rampant inflation, and mounting insecurity full of... Fold? That could be some British vernacular I'm fucking up, or it might have been insecurity fueled by Russia's war on Ukraine. But it could be be British vernacular that I, I have no clue about. My Appalachian ass is fucking it up. But the election became a battle for the center between the prime minister who said she wanted to form a broad left-right coalition to pilot the country through tough times and Rasmussen, who has said his aim is to create a new political situation. Solidarity. Yeah, Warlord, uh, you're not impressed by Denmark. You want to head over to where the sparks are flying. Are you guys ready for the possible return of BB Netanyahu? Netanyahu is in the lead according to exit polls. This was an hour ago on the BBC. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck indeed, Carpe Pax. As I pose to the Discord, which is going to be the biggest political comeback of the year, is it going to be Bojo? being Prime Minister again here in a few weeks in the UK? Or is it going to be Bibi Netanyahu once again piloting the ship that is Israel? No one expects the Israel election. 
It has been a shit show for a while. I have wondered how they've even been able to keep a coalition together, which they they haven't, and that's why there's been so many elections. Former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is on course for victory in Tuesday's elections, according to exit polls. The polls, which forecast the outcome before official results, give his right-wing bloc a slim majority of seats over his opponents. Such a result would mark a dramatic comeback for Mr. Netanyahu, toppled last year after 12 straight years in power. The election was widely seen as a vote for or against Mr. Netanyahu's return. Official results, which could still produce a different outcome, are expected in the coming hours. So, Warlord, if you can, keep an eye on that and let me know if there are any updates. Because this was about an hour ago on BBC that we're reading from. That was the last update on this story. As the polls were announced at they're, one, they're giving it to me in Greenwich Mean Time as well as giving it to me in the 24-hour format. 2,200 hours I guess that's Israeli time and 20 hours Greenwich Mean Time which is fuck if I know. <laughs> Okay, okay, Greenwich Mean Time, we're about five hours. Fifteen. About three o'clock. About three o'clock Eastern. No, five o'clock Eastern. If it was 10 p.m. UK, it was five o'clock Eastern. And everybody in the chat came up with a different answer, too. Oh, and they switch, oh, they switch time a week early. So I was going by it being a five-hour time difference. God damn. So it's a four-hour time difference. Also, we used to switch before Halloween. Since we'll come back, we'll come back to BB here because this is this is a very important story we're talking about. But I got a rant. I got a rant to talk about. We used to switch time here in the U.S. before Halloween, and. Because of that, the kids trick-or-treated during the dark. You know, it was it was dark when the kids were trick-or-treating. Now, I see people's pictures of the kids out trick-or-treating, and it's daylight outside. It's, 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 it's not the, the bewitching time. You know, when I was a kid, it would, like, it would be dusk. Like, the sun would have set. It's still a little light and everything, and that's when, like, it's, it, that would be, like, 6 o'clock. That's when you'd start trick-or-treating or whatever. Halloween has been ruined. Well, as I said, like it, it would be like you know, right at dusk. The low light capability of their phones. Uh, no, like it's 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 still light outside at like six thirty, seven o'clock. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, we would wait for the sun to go down, and then the kids would go out trick or treating. Just more of the wussification of America, which, by the way, I don't believe in. If anybody's new, I'm not. I'm not your your anti woke cancel call. I think all that's nonsense. All the crime does come out at night. That's true. I don't. I'm against it. I think. I think the time should change before Halloween, like it used to. Because I remember being, I remember this vividly as a kid. That I'm like, how are we going to trick or treat? It's still light outside. 
and then like the time would change the weekend before and like oh now it's dark perfect and I mean there's there's a argument to be made I guess for for the kids to to be able to go out while it is still a little bit light outside but I just I don't know I think it take I think it takes uh, away from the fun Half hour time zones. We've, I find this out every every year at four twenty. We've got some fucked up time zones in this country. <laughs> every year at four twenty, I find this out because we do four twenty across the country. And when we get when we get out there into the ocean, there's some fucked up time zones. I it changed for capitalism, which I I would still think. And I'm a proponent of, you know, not doing time change. I think permanent daylight savings time. I think we should stay with daylight savings time. That's just me. Yeah, the the lines out in in the Pacific Ocean, they are fucked up. And I find that out every year at 420. And there's also, there's a couple of, uh, like, cities that don't change time with their state. Usually, if I'm going to debut a new look for the graphics, I do it at 420. Felt like it it needed to happen sooner. Maybe we might get a new logo this year on 420. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we were talking about Israel. That's a thing, right? Let me refresh this and see if we've got an update. Nope. Still updated one hour ago. Israel elections. Netanyahu is in the lead. Exit polls say. The polls which forecast the outcome before official results give his right-wing bloc a slim majority of seats over his opponent. Such a result would mark a dramatic comeback for Mr. Netanyahu, toppled last year after 12 straight years in power. Just over a year of Neftali Bennett as the Prime Minister in Israel. As the polls were announced at oh that's where that's where we that's where we stopped there talking about time zones. As the polls were announced between five and eight PM Eastern, upbeat music burst from the loudspeakers at the central venue of Mr. Netanyahu's Lukid party in Jerusalem. It's a good start, said Mr. Netanyahu, in a video broadcast by Israel's Khan 11 channel. Mr. Netanyahu, 73, is one of Israel's most controversial political figures, loathed by many on the center and the left, but adored by Lukid's grassroots supporters. He is a firm supporter of Israel's settlement building project in the West Bank, occupied since the 1967 Middle East War. Settlements there are considered illegal, under international law, though Israel disputes this. He opposes the creation of a Palestinian state in the West Bank and Gaza Strip as a solution to the Israel-Palestinian conflict, a formula supported by most of the international community, including the Biden administration. Mr. Netanyahu is also currently on trial for alleged bribery, fraud, and breach of trust, 
purges he fiercely denies. His possible partners in the Lucid-led coalition government have said they would reform the law in a move which would bring a halt to his trial. Literally advertising that they will change the law to protect him. Israel TV exit poll suggests Mr. Netanyahu's bloc will command 61 or 62 seats in the 120-seat Neset parliament. I think I always fuck up the, 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 the pronunciation of that. I've looked it up like three times on this show. It looks like we can be optimistic and have some hope we are about to get a stable coalition with BB. Oh, the Kesnit. Kesnit? Kesnit. Kesnit. Gonna have to do it again. I'm gonna have to do it again. But it's fun. We learn shit. We learn shit on this show. Knesset. 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 Carpe, thank you for the, uh, and Mox, the attempted phonetical spelling for me. But sometimes we just have to go hear it ourselves. And as, as somebody who has been on the radio for over 20 years, that's a thing I'm used to doing is going and getting the, the audio pronunciation. Sometimes I do ask the chat for the phonetical pronunciation if I think it, it could be easy and save me from having to go and Google something. Just just for time's sake. According to the polls, Lucid stands to be the biggest party with 30 or 31 seats commanding a majority of the support of nationalist and religious parties. Yeah, once again, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to get used to my drops being in a different place here. This comes as a new Palestinian movement has emerged. The Lion's Den, a new Palestinian resistance group, has emerged. Here's what that says about the state of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. We're reading from Vox now. As Israel headed to the polls for its fifth election since 2019, Israel forces have spent the last month putting Palestinian cities in the occupied West Bank under siege. Early October, the city of Nablus has been choked off by Israeli settlers. Nablus and the refugee camp of Jenin, both in the West Bank, have been the site of Israeli security raids. Clampdown of Nablus, which I don't know if I'm saying correctly, comes in the response to the emergence of the Lion's Den, a Palestinian militant group that shot dead an Israeli soldier at a checkpoint outside the city in early October. Lion's Den has been using armed resistance against Israeli security forces in the occupied West Bank. Unlike Hamas or Islamic Jihad, they are not a religious or ideological faction. They're not affiliated with any party. Lion's Den is specifically resisting the presence of Israeli security forces or settler violence to defend Palestinian cities. The change here is that they have been using arms as a defensive mechanism where, uh, when there are raids by Israelis. According to a researcher at uh, Carnegie Middle East Center, talking about an oppressed people choosing to resist the occupation, which all you uh, uh, Twitter people with your Ukrainian flags, 
maybe you'll consider supporting uh, a group like this. You know, kind of the same thing. Meanwhile, Israelis today voted for a new parliament after the collapse of a short-lived change government. Initial polls suggest a narrow lead by former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's Lukid party. This will be a more coherent government that can institute policy more effectively and extreme right pro-settler members of his coalition are likely to push for an even harsher crackdown on Palestinians in the occupied West Bank. The violence has increased. More than 125 Palestinians have been killed in the occupied West Bank in East Jerusalem already this year, United Nations official. And this includes, this includes nurses, doctors, journalists. Journalists that were intentionally targeted. A United Nations official says that this is the most lethal year for Palestinians since 2005. There's also rising violence against Israelis, according to the UN, with two Israeli security personnel and 25 civilians killed so far this year. Always disproportionate one way. Israel has responded with violent raids in Nablus and other West Bank cities, widespread crackdowns, and what human rights groups allege to be the revival of targeted assassinations in the West Bank. We've covered way too much violence coming out of Israel this year. It breaks my fucking heart. And uh, we had a Zionist in the in the Discord. Still have a Zionist in the Discord. I had to put his ass in, in, in his place. Let's move from elections internationally to elections here uh, in the U.S. Fortunately, judges have ruled that a group can monitor Arizona ballot drop box. Oh, I'm sorry. A U.S. judge has ruled. Federal judge on Friday refused to bar a group from monitoring outdoor ballot boxes in Arizona's largest county where watchers have shown up armed and in ballistic vests saying to do so could violate the monitor's constitutional rights. I comment. Good evening. U.S. District Court Judge Michael Liberti said the case remained open and that the Arizona Alliance for Retired Americans could try again to make its argument against a group calling itself Clean Elections USA. A second plaintiff, uh, Voto Latino, was removed from the case. That don't sound fishy at all. Liberti concluded that while this case certainly presents serious questions, the court cannot craft an injunction without violating the First Amendment. The judge is a Trump appointee and a member of the Federalist Society. Constant theme here in the U.S. Local and federal law enforcement have been alarmed by reports of people, including some who were masked and armed, watching 24-hour ballot boxes in Maricopa County, Arizona's most populous county, and rural Yavapi County, as midterm elections near. Some voters have complained, alleging voter intimidation after people watching the boxes took photos and videos and followed the voters, which sounds totally illegal. Arizona law states electioneers and monitors must remain at 75 feet, 23 meters, warlord, from a voting location. 
Ida, good evening. Plaintiffs have not provided the court with any evidence the defendant's conduct constitutes a true threat, the judge wrote. On this record, defendants have not made any statements threatening to commit acts of unlawful violence to a particular individual or group of individuals. Arizona Alliance for Retired Americans said it was disappointed. I'm disappointed for them. It sounds illegal as fuck. Yes, reactionary judges in Arizona, who'da thunk it? Move over to CNN. We're going to talk about the Arizona candidate for governor. Don Lemon mocked Carrie Lake, who deserves to be mocked. But unfortunately, could very well be Arizona's next governor. She is batshit crazy. And as Josh was just noting, there are people who are mocking this, despite the serious nature of these charges and the details that we're learning about this. One of those is the Republican candidate for governor in Arizona, Carrie Lake, who last night uh, saw this as a laughing matter, essentially. It is not impossible to protect our kids at school. They act like it is. Nancy Pelosi, well, she's got protection when she's in D.C. Apparently her house doesn't have a lot of protection. But... See the moderator there laughing as well, covering his face. Joining us now to discuss this is CNN correspondent Audie Cornish. Audie, thanks for joining us on our first morning. Good morning, good morning. And as Josh was just noting, there are people who are mocking this. (laughs) Well, we didn't get the full clip. We got enough of it. It's using this fucking MSN, but I used it because it was a a clip on Mediate. Mediate always fucks up. But we got what we needed out of the clip. Remember the Libertarian candidate for Senate? We watched the Senate debate between Masters, uh, um, Mark Kelly, Blake Masters, the Republican nominee for Senate in Arizona, Mark Kelly, the Democratic incumbent, and then uh, Mark Victor was the Libertarian candidate. He was at the debate with the two of them. Mark Victor has now dropped out and has endorsed Blake Masters. Libertarian U.S. Senate candidate Mark Victor said Tuesday he was ending his campaign and asking his supporters to back Republican Blake Masters in a move that could nudge a narrow slice of voters in a race already expected to be close. I don't know what he was polling at, but usually Libertarians are about 2-3%. Some states it's under 1%. So I I don't know exactly what his margin was. Ray, good evening. Victor, an attorney whose campaign to oust Senator Mark Kelly was always a long shot, held a one-on-one conversation with Masters on Monday that convinced him the best option for people who share his outlook this year is Masters. Do we have to ask Blake Masters about the age of consent? Because this is, this is the motherfucker that actually pulled that shit out on the, at the debate. Hold on. Do I still have that clip? <laughs> Do I still have this? I'm not seeing it. 
I totally mocked him that um, he pulled out like reasonable people can disagree on the age of consent. I'm like, God damn, libertarians every fucking time. You can always count on a libertarian to be a libertarian. <laughs> to make a lot of sense with a lot of things and then just let you down totally. Let you down totally with, with bullshit. Let's see. Okay, here, here. We're gonna have to catch the ads on Twitch. Always, always take a little commercial break. If you're a subscriber, you just see my my funny little ads for my bullshit, like the freaking news, which you should totally go watch. Uh, but we try to play all the Twitch ads at once, so nobody misses any content. When we come back, we're gonna talk about. A Michigan GOP candidate who said the elites drink blood and sell baby body parts because, of course, she did. Because, of course, she did. Dr. Oz has asked a surgeon to downplay his puppy murder. Uh, Wisconsin GOP appointees to a tech school board have refused to resign despite the fact that their terms are up. We're going to show you multiple clips of Fox News getting triggered, as the kids say. Fox got triggered about uh, The View. Fox got triggered about cats. Fox got triggered about cats. Speaking of cats, I got a kitty to show you guys. It's an animal video tonight. You get to see a five-week-old kitty that is in this house. Meet Trixie later. A congressman in Georgia used donor funds to fight a subpoena. The Supreme Court has refused to block Lindsey Graham from having to testify in the Georgia investigation into election interference. We got video of the Parkland judge going off on one of the defense attorneys. Uh, Multiple stories that we're going to try to get updates on. There were cops shot in New York, and uh, I'm sorry, not New York, Newark, Newark, New Jersey. And there's a manhunt underway. We might even get some live video on that. Uh, there was a shooting in Denver, and I don't believe they have a suspect in custody there, or they hadn't as of the time that we were coming on the air. So we will try to get updates on both of those stories. Because, you know, we got some spam in the chat. We got some spam in the chat. It's just another day in Mass Shooting USA. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol.
Gwyneth Paltrow is one of the biggest stars on earth. An actress, a singer, an author, an entrepreneur. She is an Academy Award winner and owner of a successful lifestyle brand, albeit with a questionable name. Why then is she stealing her ideas from a barely known comedian from Appalachia? Earlier this year, Paltrow launched her This Candle Smells Like My Vagina product under her <laughs> Goop <laughs> brand. There's just one little issue, Miss Paltrow. I came up with the idea for Pussy Candles back in 2013. It's from my stand-up comedy routine, Pussy in the Morning, where I coined the concept of a vagina-scented perfume I called Eau de Toit. The next line in that routine goes a little something like this. And that inspired me to create a scented candle, which also looks like a vagina and smells like a turned-on vagina. So you burn it, you get the smell of vagina, and then after it's finished, it looks like a freshly fucked pussy, all floppy and sloppy. So, since Miss Paltrow is clearly infringing on an idea I had that long predates her product, I would like a cut of that $75 she's charging for her ripped-off cunt candle. Please donate to my legal fund by visiting my Patreon. Show this bougie liberal elitist that she can't steal her ideas from the hardworking people of America's heartland. And I will use the money from that settlement to bring affordable pussy-scented candles to market. Available to all the masses, not just Elton John. Elton John? Why does he like the smell of pussy? I made it back just in time because uh, I was playing with the kitten. <laughs> the kitten was all over the place. It was zoom, zoom, zoom. Barely made it back in time because I was totally watching. I always give you a new meme when we come back from commercial break. November 1st mood. Bye, ghosts. I love you. RB getting all rude over here with the with the uh, with the spam bot, telling the spam bot to shove things up its ass. You live in sexual anarchy. <laughs> I got a Maynard in here. I don't even did I put the Maynard drop on here? Yeah. What are you doing, Maynard? You guys want to see Maynard? He doesn't make that many appearances anymore. He got a Maynard. He was eating. He got very upset that I stopped him from eating. What? Like, I, I still know Elton John. Why does Elton John like the smell of pussy? 
Maybe there's more to Elton John than I'm aware of. I don't know. I'm sure he's multifaceted. Elton John could be one of those people. Maybe, maybe he's not just gay. Maybe he's one of those people that like transcend sexuality. Very fluid. And I, I'm not judging. I'm not judging at all. I'm definitely not the one to judge on that one. Oh yeah, your meme, your meme. And and because I haven't broke it out yet, I just I just want to make sure everyone is aware that I, I do still have it. I'd give anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy, sir. New look, same great troll taste. I'm gonna miss having like a canvas to, you know, put shit on, but like, I think I'll change the video in the back. Like, you know, you got the liquid fucking shit in the background. I like, I'll change that for Christmas. It'll be like a fireplace, maybe. I'll put a, I'll put a Santa hat on the troll. Does woke moralists still work? Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Yeah, I think they look better on this, too. I think all the drops look better. If I want to grow, if I want to grow at this game, i got to play to my strengths, and my strengths are the fact that, like, I do motion graphics and shit. Ha 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 ha. And also, I have the I have the newsman voice going on. GOP candidate said the elites drink blood, sell baby body parts after abortion. Now, I tried my best just to find the the clip of her saying that the the entire interview, the entire hour long interview, is up in this article. I tried to find just the clip of her saying that. <laughs> And I couldn't, because she has so many, so many fucking clips of her saying stupid shit. There's a ton of money involved in freshly harvested organs. There's so much evidence out there. And you might have been shocked when I scrolled down and uh, found out she ain't white. Christina Caramo, the Trump-backed GOP uh, candidate for Michigan Secretary of State, which is the position that oversees elections. Once expressed support for the uh, 2020 QAnon outlandish conspiracy that the elites drink the blood of children and sell baby body parts after abortions. Vice News obtained an audio recording of Caramo's appearance on a QAnon podcast called Red Pill News just weeks after the 2020 election, where she said that abortion is child sacrifice and boosted false claims that the rioters who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021 were Antifa, posing as Trump supporters. If you go to the Satanic Temple website, they have an entire five-minute video explaining why abortion is a religious ritual. So, that's somewhat true, but that is only so uh, the Satanic Temple, which is not a good organization, by the way. The Satanic Temple is kind of fashion. Just throwing that out there. And they're very litigious. 
And I mean, they come after groups on the left. Litigious. Very much so. But what the Satanic Temple is doing is making plans to challenge abortion laws based on the religious exception. Yes, they, they, they do suck. They do suck. But they do some based shit. And this is one of them. They literally say that it is a sacrifice. Possibly, they might possibly literally say that. But once again, they're coming at it from this is a legal challenge we're going to wage in court under the idea of religious freedom. It is a religious ritual for them to have an abortion. It is sick, and as you mentioned, the baby body parts. They sell the organs. There's tons of money involved in freshly harvested organs. There's so much evidence out there. Paramo became a minor star in the GOP after she claimed to have witnessed a voter fraud during the 2020 election while acting as a poll challenger in Detroit. Her affidavit was used as part of a lawsuit brought by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and challenged the election results in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. The reptiles are here. The lawsuit was thrown out by the Supreme Court in December of 2020, but Karamo continued to rise within the GOP, and in October of 2021, she was unveiled as one of the founding members of the America First Coalition of Secretary of State Candidates, organized by Jim Merchant a Nevada Secretary of State candidate who recently told attendees at a Trump rally that he would fix the election to put Trump back in the White House. However, Karamo told Bridge, Michigan this month that is not her plan. That's not how the democratic process should go, she said, before adding that she's walking into it with my eyes wide open. And though Karamo had strongly denied she supported QAnon conspiracy theories after she appeared on stage at a recent QAnon conference in Las Vegas, and denied her affiliation with QAnon when she joined the America First Coalition. One of the main figures behind the coalition is Wayne Willett, a well-known QAnon influencer known to his fans as Juan O'Savin. We do have the... This is a video that she posted to her website and apparently deleted. Let's see what this shit is. Everybody, it's Christina Carano with another video for you all today. Hope all is well. It's 4th of July week here, and for many Americans, we are feeling very patriotic. So as you guys know, my videos are a mixture of uh, culture, really is my focus, and Christian apologetics, specifically pertaining to culture and politics. Oh my God, apologetics. in our world around us. So with that being said, and it being 4th of July week, one of the things I want to point to is how Christian apologetics or the Christian faith is validated through the American experience. So there's always a lot of people around 4th of July who are like, America is a terrible country. I hate this country. Well, the first thing you need to remember is you can leave. You do. Well, the first thing you need to know is that you are doing what is called straw manning. I don't think people will say that, oh, America is a terrible country. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, the first thing I want to point out is that you need to replace the battery in your fire alarm, ma'am. It's hard to watch a video of you being an influencer when you need a new battery in your fire alarm and it's beeping every, I don't know, 20 seconds, 25 seconds. 
here a little more. Do not have to stay here, so goodbye. Um, the other thing I want to mention is a lot of people like to point to past atrocities that have been committed in America as proof that it's a horrible, horrible country. If you're going to say that, then you must concede that on planet earth is an evil and horrible place so then you have nowhere to go. I do kind of. Every country on planet earth has committed some type of evil. Why? Because humans are fallen. I'm going to point to a quote by Because me. humans are fallen. And it says the moral principles and precepts contained in the scriptures ought to form the basis of all civil constitution and constitutions and laws. All the miseries and evils which men suffer. Anybody else singing Alicia Keys in their head? I can't can't sing it. I can't sing that fucking song. Or neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. So God gives. So this is the. (laughs) This is the Secretary of State candidate in Michigan who is likely to win. (laughs) Oh, God. In the same video, she said, I know a lot of people who criticize people who are struggling with same-sex attraction. You fornicating, so you're you're doing your awful engagement, sexual sin. It's all bad. <laughs> That's basically her saying that you live in sexual anarchy. There, I found it. You live in sexual anarchy? Uh, it was her audio. Her audio was shit, RB. I was having to go put gain on her. My apologies. <laughs> Is the music at the right level? Because uh, I'm I'm not listening to the show feed, so I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know until I ever go back and listen to the recording. And it is a new setup, so I don't know. Do I need to turn the the bumper music down? Mock says she has zero chance. Fucking A. Love it. I do. Whitmer is up in the polls, so perhaps the Democrats aren't, uh, aren't shit out of luck in Michigan. I'm still a little worried that we're going to come out with uh, about four decimals louder than usual. Fair enough. I mean, how? Like, I can't ask. I can't ask for a more precise uh, uh, more precise feedback than that. There's your four decimals. There is your four decimals. I got Maynard over here yakking. What do you, what do you want, buddy? But also, like, that woman's audio was just shit. Like, I was having to go put gain on it. And then, like, if I adjust the um, if I adjust the slider, it takes the gain off automatically. And that's what happened. Like, she started yelling, and I adjust the slider to compensate, and it took the gain off. Had to go back and put the gain on it again. It was shit audio, and she had a fucking uh, fire alarm that needed the battery replaced in the background. So hopefully, hopefully she will not be the Secretary of State in Michigan. <laughs> Come next Tuesday. We are we are getting down to it. We're less than a week away from election days. We're less than a week away from polls closing across the country. One of the major races we will be watching next week 
control of the Senate rests in 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 just a few races. We're talking Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and New Hampshire, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Ohio, but Georgia, but Georgia. We are getting ready to hear from, I believe this is the second woman that accused Herschel Walker of paying for an abortion. And I believe this is the woman that accused him of forcing her to have an abortion she is now lo- no longer anonymous and is coming forward. She believes this strongly that she needs to step on camera and tell her story. So here you go. It also marks one week until Election Day. The balance of power in Congress at stake here and one crucial race that could tip that for U.S. Senate in Georgia is Republican nominee and former Cowboys player Herschel Walker at the center of a scandal over his views on abortion. This midday, a second woman now speaking out, accusing him of pressuring her to have an abortion. Juju Chang reports. I've kept this to myself for 30 years. I protected him. And I wanted this to remain private. For obvious reasons. Last week, a second woman, her face and name withheld, accused Republican Senate candidate and former football star Herschel Walker of pressuring her to get an abortion. Walker denouncing her claims as foolishness and lies. I've said that's a lie and I've moved on and they want me to play these guessing yeah. games and all this, but I'm not. I'm not into that. I'm into winning this great seat, fight for the great people of Georgia because that's what this is about. Now Jane Doe responds. At her request, we agreed not to use her name, calling her Jane Doe instead. But she says she now wants to show her face. And so what makes you want to speak about it now? When I saw the first woman coming forward a few weeks ago, he immediately called her a liar and said, I never sign anything with the letter H. And I knew I had many cards from him where he signed the letter H. Of course. And so I believed then that she was telling the truth. Jane Doe showed us some cards and letters she says she received from Herschel Walker, some signed with a flourish, that H. She says she took this photo of Walker asleep. They had met, she says, in the late 80s when he was married to his first wife and, she says, had an affair that lasted six years. We saw each other several times a week, usually in the mornings, um, and we saw each other before games, home games, away games, that kind of thing. Jane Doe shared hotel receipts from that era and a voicemail she says is from Walker after he went to the Olympic Games in 1992. He often told me in writing and every time we had a conversation how much he loved me and how much I meant to him and that I was who he wanted to be with. Jane Doe says despite being on birth control, she says that to all the ladies, doesn't he? Walker, she says, pressured her to get the abortion. He was very clear that he did not want me to have the child. And he said that, he said that because of his wife's family and powerful people around him, that I would not be safe and that the child would not be safe. That's very menacing. It is very menacing. (laughs) Very menacing. It is very menacing. 
and I felt threatened and I, I thought I had no choice. She says at first she went to an abortion clinic but couldn't go through with it. But Walker, she says, talked her into going back with him. He came to my house and picked me up and drove me to the clinic. And I went in alone and he waited in the car while I went in and had the procedure. She says Walker gave her cash to pay for the abortion and has no records or receipts of the payment or the procedure. She says after the abortion, everything. Well, I mean, at least he paid for it. If we could say one good thing about him, he paid for it. Changed. Everything shifted. He distanced himself from me almost immediately. Jane Doe says she left her life in Dallas within days and never moved back. Over the years, she says Walker reached out occasionally. I told my parents that I had miscarriage because I couldn't tell them the truth. Uh, yeah, and, um, and I told a few friends the same thing because I couldn't tell them the truth. Why in your mind did you feel like you couldn't tell them the truth? It just was very shameful. And I felt like I had been manipulated. We spoke to two women identified to us as friends of the accuser by her lawyer, Gloria Allred. They each told us Jane Doe confided in them in the 90s that she got pregnant during a years-long affair with Walker. One woman saying she took this photo of Jane Doe and Walker meeting at a conference in 2019, years after their alleged affair. Her friend describing how she says they greeted each other. He embraced her, and the embrace, it was very emotional. Um, it, it lasted longer than a normal embrace. It was like they'd known each other for, for years and years and years, which I, I'd known they had. But Jane Doe says her feelings changed after she saw Walker deny that he'd ever paid for an abortion. That, says her lawyer, is when she decided to come forward. Her full Walker looked the American people in the eye after she spoke out last week and said it was a lie. Both women were liars. And she's now looking the American people in the eye and she's telling her truth. And what makes you think he's not fit to be a U.S. Senator? I think, I think honesty matters. Now, it's worth noting that Jane Doe is a registered independent, and she told us she voted for Donald Trump twice. She says she's not motivated by politics, but by what she says matters more, the truth. Now, Herschel Walker's campaign told us to refer to previous statements in which he said, this is a lie, I've moved on, they want me to play these guessing games, but I'm not... Once again, the campaign knew about the accusations and took a bet that they wouldn't come out. <laughs> And also, his campaign has been very, um, leakers from the campaign have said that he is a pathological liar, that they can't uh, count on him to do what they tell him to do, that they can't count on him to tell them the truth. So he would be an unmitigated disaster if elected as senator to these great United States. Just like it would be a disaster if Dr. Oz was elected senator to these great United States. 
Dr. Mahmet Oz, who said that his opponent, John Fetterman, was kicking authority in the balls and made me like him that much more. He's kicking authority in the balls. You didn't have to sell me on him. You didn't have to sell me on him. It was like the internet dropped out. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. It was it was literally OBS. OBS dropped an update and it made me hop off and do the update. I couldn't I couldn't connect anything. Did the update works fine. Uh, I'll have to I'll have to pack another bong or a bowl over here. I don't think I got any in the bong. I think I already killed this one off. I try to have, you know, fun sounding, engaging. Like I, 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 I spent a lot of time listening to, um, no copyright music, trying to decide what best fit the mood and theme of the Troll Patrol. The Friday Night Freak Show has um, chill wave music, and I really I like the I like the different aesthetics to the two shows. I think I've done a good job, not to jack myself off or anything. But I mean, I should, I should. Clinically, thank you. Thank you. Anyway, nobody missed out on anything. I never even started the next story. We, we like it happened perfectly. At least if I was gonna get uh, chopped off, it happened right after we wrapped up Herschel Walker and right as I was introing the Doctor Oz story. What am I lying about? What am I lying about? I cannot tell a lie whatever fucking Abraham Lincoln supposedly said. I guess, I guess since I came back, I got to give you a new meme, right? I shouldn't. I keep drinking those sodas because they're so good. But, uh, they make me burp. (laughs) Oh shit. Wrong one. Here's your here's your meme. Yeah, chopped off sounds painful. Some people some people are into it. When people are trying to get you to participate in No Nut November, but you don't get down like that. I love busting nuts. It's good for you. So I've I've just realized that my logo is going to block bottom text on memes. <laughs> That could be an issue, or I could not care about it. Maybe, maybe we even do away with memes of the day now that you know I don't just need to have something up on screen while I bullshit. Oh my God, Maynard is bitching at me to let him out.
I mean, it's the first day of No Nut November, and we've already got two shooters that are on the loose, one in Denver and one in New Jersey. We're going to be talking about that here in a little bit. Speaking of shooters, we're going to go to the Parkland shooter, the sentencing trial uh, that's been going on. We were, we were at the final phase. Apparently, the judge got really pissed off at the defense attorneys today. I think the judge has been a little harsh. That's just me. Of the judge in the Daryl Brooks case was incredibly fair when she didn't have to be. Because Korean streams exist. Well, and, and then you've got, you know, people like Amaranth and shit on here. I'm, just, I'm sure it's kind of hard to do a no nut November with that going on. Well, shall we pick up where we left off before we so rudely interrupted? I can't believe this is a sentence I'm uttering. Dr. Oz asked his surgeon friend to downplay his role in poppy murder. A cardiothoracic surgeon who helped propel Dr. Mehmet Oz, who is currently running for Pennsylvania's open Senate seat, to stardom, said he refused to say publicly that his former colleague had no hand in experiments that allegedly killed more than 300 dogs, claiming he viewed it as the candidate asking for a political favor. Dr. Eric Rose was the chief of cardiac surgery at Columbia University's medical program and was Dr. Oz's superior during the research he conducted in 2003 that led to the USDA finding the university in violation of the Animal Welfare Act. My God. The surgeon spoke to the Washington Post and revealed that approximately three weeks ago, Dr. Oz contacted him after years of not speaking and asked him to publicly exonerate him for the alleged inhumane treatment of the puppies used in the experiments. This story, I'm amazed, didn't get more traction, by the way. Dr. Rose said his relationship with Dr. Oz soured approximately three years ago after having been close for decades. He told the paper he opposes Dr. Oz's political views and has donated $165 to his opponent, John Fetterman. Clearly a man who wants to kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. Guy comment, I am so sorry that you have had a shitty day. I'm sorry that you walked in on a story about Dr. Oz trying to downplay his role in puppy murder. Not only that, not only not only uh, was that sketchy as fuck, his medical research was once rejected due to the strength of data. A study Oz authored was reportedly scheduled to lead a session at a thoracic surgery conference before it was withdrawn, and Oz was banned from presenting to the organization for two years. Dr. Oz was reportedly banned from presenting to a medical organization for two years beginning in 2003 after a medical study he authored was called into question due to the strength of the data used. The Washington Post reports that a study Oz authored on heart bypass surgery was scheduled to lead off a session of the 83rd Annual American Association for Thoracic Surgery conference before the study was ultimately withdrawn and Oz was temporarily banned from presenting to the organization. Shapiro is way up in the polls right now. It appears Shapiro is going to run away with it. Doug Mastriano 
fucking nuts. Doug Mastriano is fucking nuts. That hasn't stopped candidates in other places. We're going to go to Wisconsin now, where a group appointed to a technical school board. After their terms expired, more than a year after their terms have expired, they still refuse to resign. With Wisconsin Supreme Court approvable, coordinated, norm-breaking across state boards allows members appointed under Republican administrations to hold control of some and possibly take control of others sooner than usual. So we're reading from the Badger Report. I can't, or the Badger Project. I can't speak to the validity of the site, but there's a local... Uh, news source in Wisconsin. Three members of the 13-seat Wisconsin Technical College System Board continue to serve in those positions despite their terms ending in May of 2021. The trio, Becky Levzov, Kelly Trudot, and Mary Williams, a former Republican state legislator, were all appointed by former Governor Scott Walker. In June, the right-leaning majority of the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that a Walker-appointed member of the state's Department of Natural Resources Board, Fred Fern, who had also refused to resign despite his term expiring, could not be removed by Democratic Governor Tony Evers without cause. That court decision opened the door for the three members of the Technical College Board to remain indefinitely past the ends of their terms. Technically, it's illegal because the judges say it's so. Reached by phone and asked why she was staying on the board when her term ended, Williams had the following to say. I think it's a rule, she said in the short interview before ending uh, it to take another call. You stay, and as soon as the Senate takes up that person and they go through what they have to do, that's when I'm gone. What the fuck does that even mean? Lev Zrov, a dairy farmer from Rio, and Trudot, a construction trade associate executive from Wanaki, did not return several messages seeking comment. Regardless of what happens in the Republican-controlled state Senate, board members with expired terms could step down at any time, but the state Supreme Court decision severely restricts the governor's ability to force them out. Since Evers became governor in 2019, the state Senate has refused to confirm many of his appointees, including for the DNR board and the Technical College board. Evers' appointees would replace the Republican-appointed member who now refuses to depart the boards despite their term ending. Democracy is in shambles across this country, if we ever had it. What semblance of democracy we had is in shambles across the country. And while that's going on, meanwhile, Fox is upset about cats. Yeah, you heard me right. You heard me right. Fox is upset about college students wanting to take cats to college. Fuck 
buffering on me here. Here we go. Here we go. ...of how uh, we are raising snowflakes. <laughs> because, I mean, if you honestly can't make it in college, then just drop out. I mean, uh, well, although I know a lot of people want to take advantage of the freebies, but just drop out anyway. Do us all a favor. I don't think animal rights activists would be too proud of this either. I wouldn't what? want any college student manhandling my cat. <laughs> yeah, but Kaylee, I don't think these kids need cats. I think they need discipline. I think they need a slap yep. in the face. Because these are the same oh, kids that get a professor fired for being too hard on their way to medical Great school. Point. These are kids that... We're, we're going to see a professor get fired a later. Viewpoint. They shout out speakers. They chase them off campus. But a cat will make everything better. Guess what? That doesn't work in the real world. Yeah, you're talking about my, my professor that I love so much. <laughs> I got NYU. NYU. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I remember uh, on one of my campuses getting a note that there would be dogs and puppies for us uh, to soothe us during exam time. And I thought, is this real? I mean, no. What a just. I do want to point out that suicide rates among college freshmen especially are incredibly high. That it's really hard to adjust on a college campus, especially if you've gone away from home. Maybe you need to get away from home. You had an abusive situation at home and then you go to college and you feel alone and it's overwhelming. Those things happen. So a college taking steps to curb suicide rates seems like a perfectly reasonable idea to me. Exactly, War Machine. What do these talking heads, these privileged assholes, know about real life? Distraction for kids who don't want to study. Number one. <laughs> number two, I don't need to be coddling a puppy. I need my, you know, organic chemistry book if I'm, you know, in, in pre-med here. This is insanity. Give me a cup of coffee, a cookie, it's, it's and a insanity that you fucks are talking sick. about. I don't this. need a puppy so in my a, lap to study for exam. This is an issue on a supposed news show. That's what's insanity about this. That's right. My God. These people are crazy. Bat shit fucking crazy. Right wingers are morons. Don't worry, I got more. I got more of Fox getting triggered, but first you gotta watch the thing that got triggered about. The the view did a segment about Halloween costumes because you know it's the day after Halloween or it's the maybe it was on Halloween yesterday they did this this clip and Fox got pissed off. I don't know when exactly this happened. But this is The View talking about Halloween costumes. Mad about cats and dorm rooms, yes. Horror stories and shocking moments. So here to show off costumes inspired by this year's hottest topics is our wardrobe supervisor, Ashley Alderford Kaufman. Woo! Say that five times fast. I cannot believe, one, you had a baby a month ago, and two, <laughs> Ashley, tell us about your costume. Well, before we get to me, let's talk about all of you and your wardrobe changes. <laughs> you look fabulous. Sounds normal to do a Halloween so costume year, segment. I, I did one last night with Stranger animals and costumes. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay, so Ashley, let's get to some of these hot topic costumes for kids. Okay, so one of the hugest topics that you guys talked about this year, the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> yes. Now you see what Fox is upset about. with our FBI. 
Drake, I hope you mean The View and not my show. And The View making you want to read a book is totally understandable. No, it's going to be funny watching Fox News react to this. love of a beloved icon. You hear that music? What does that mean? It means do, the do you want to watch the rest of this, or do you want to go ahead and watch Fox get upset? Scott, or I'm, I'm sorry, Toads, good evening. Also, Scott Comet. Good evening to you. Should Taco Bell pay for this? So, so Choco Taco may not be available in the supermarket, but this guy certainly is. They're, pay, they're, they're playing the sunny music. They're playing the sunny music. All right, here you go. You saw the Trump costume. That's what Fox News is going to react to here in this segment. One week away. And the host, oh boy, they were eating it up. One of the hugest topics that you guys talked about this year, the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Yes. <laughs> what was I thinking? I didn't have to show it to you guys. Fox showed it again. So we have Trump as a toilet with our FBI agents. Here we have our Dr. Oz. Oh, I guess we should have stuck around for Dr. Oz. He's got his crew to take. Lashing out, calling the spectacle insane and deranged. Joe, what say you? Not high enough oh, for this. This is Trump be. derangement syndrome times ten. I mean, it's sick, actually. I mean, I have a first and a third grader that did their Halloween parade yesterday, and I didn't see any dressed up as FBI agents using these little kids like 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 their props to make a political statement, and somehow thinking this is funny. And ABC continues to keep this. I saw several, several right-wing uh, uh, figureheads with promoting costumes with, like, Joe Biden on a bicycle and shit. Uh, did you see the Donald Trump Jr.? No. Ah, shit. It skipped ahead on me there. Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out the Halloween costume with, like, underwear and a hammer, alluding to the Paul Pelosi attack. Using these little kids like 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 their props to make a political statement and somehow thinking this is funny. And ABC continues to it keep this train wreck of a show under its news division. You can see why Meghan McCain left and has almost nothing good to say about her experience there. It's not just political debate. Well, nobody likes Meghan anymore. McCain. It's a hate fest. And it's a boring one that uh, I would think it's become the one thing that Barbara Walters didn't want this show to become. Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary folk in the audience, he just said that The View was a hate fest. A Fox News commentator said The View was a hate fest. Unpredictable, right? It's become predictable. And it's co-hosted by some of the most unlikable people on the planet. So congratulations to you, another black eye. I was thinking two years ago, if a couple of kids had dressed up as members of law enforcement, oh, my word, their heads would have exploded. Wait, wait, does she think, does she think kids don't dress up as cops? I would say that is one of the top outfits that kids dress as. I was a cop one year. I'm, I'm almost certain I might've been a cop multiple years. Yeah. 
kids always this woman on Fox News just said kids don't dress up like cops. Like if, if a kid was to dress like a cop, their heads would explode. <laughs> exactly. These people. Uh, 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 I gotta give you a content warning. This is what <laughs> you guys have told me in the past that I am supposed to give you a content warning anytime this guy pops up on screen. So, fair enough. Content warning. Senator Ted Cruz calls out Trump for not opening up his war chest to support Republicans in tight races. Because, you know, as if, uh, fucking shit. As if uh, Donald Trump is going to give money to other people. Looking Senate candidates is Mitch McConnell's super PAC. Mitch puts all of his money behind moderates and incumbents. And conservatives get left alone. Conservatives get starved for resources. And Republican donors give to that super PAC knowing that that's not going to go to conservatives. And right now, I'm trying to fill that void in House races. And in House races, I'm backing conservatives because Republican leadership does the same thing. They back moderates. They don't back conservatives with anywhere near the same financial resources. And so... Look, part of the reason why Arizona and New Hampshire are not getting the funding that they deserve is that both of those candidates are strongly aligned with Donald Trump, and Republican leadership doesn't like that. He's coming real guns in the old days. Yeah, the majority of strong conservatives. Um, and wait, 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 wait. wait. A- He's not on somebody's podcast. This is actually we're 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 watching the verdict with Ted Cruz. This is his podcast. The mistake not to invest more vigorously in both Arizona and New Hampshire. Joe O'Day, who's running, I think is a good candidate, the single largest funder of Republicans. Uh, sorry, it's one of those MSN things, things again. like that. And so Trump, I think the next day, immediately came out blasting O'Day and telling Republicans. Don't Everybody's got a podcast. And you're just sitting there going, OK, great. So we're going to elect the Democrat who votes pretty much 100% of the time with Schumer and and Biden, you know, O'Day would not be conservative in Texas. But no. in Colorado, it'd be a great pickup. In Colorado, I want people to vote for Joe O'Day. Everyone has a podcast. I want Chuck Schumer out of power. Um, I wish O'Day had had the judgment just not to poke the bear. Just don't, don't piss off Trump. Because the races we lose are races where there's a pissing match between the Republican candidate and Trump. It's a self-inflicted wound almost every time when you look at this map at this point. And do I wish Trump would exercise the restraint not to take a bat to him? Yes. But he's not going to. I will say about... I don't, I don't understand. Okay, like, we wish Trump would shut up, but we want his money. Is that pretty much what Ted Cruz just said? <laughs> Apparently, uh, Trump's ex-girlfriend, I had to read this a few times, not ex-aide, not ex-campaign staffer, this Trump ex says Trump absolutely told her she got intelligence from her, oh, 
So guys, I struggle with this headline. I put it on the on the list for the show. Just because I'm like, well, this is going to be an interesting watch. We got video. So now I get what the headline says. It finally sunk in. <laughs> Remember, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking the hour before the show. So like, I, this headline didn't make sense to me. But now, she got her intelligence from the white side of her... Now, I thought this was going to be a story about her confirming that Trump took intelligence from the White House or some shit. That's what, like, when I'm like, just skimming over headlines to put on the, on, the, on the list for the show. Trump's ex-girlfriend told her that she got her intelligence. Yeah, quick read it. From the white side of her family. <laughs> this is uh, Carrie Young. Went out with Trump for a couple of years in between Marla and Melania, the, those two marriages. And she's never talked about that time together. Um, she's biracial. Her mother was black, is black. Her father's white. And she sits down with me, talk about a comment that's in the new Maggie Haberman, Haberman book called Co- Confidence Man. There's a quote in there in which Trump is quoted as saying, now he had met Cara's parents, that she gets her beauty from her mother and, quote, her intelligence from her father, the white side. Oh, that's super racist. I asked Cara, did he say that? She said, yep, I was standing right there when he did. She said she admonished him. She said, you can't talk like that. That's that's mean. And she also talks about some other situations um, that some point to as evidence that if Donald Trump were to decide for, to run for president again, some say among the many bits of baggage that he'd have to take into that contest would be the accusation that he's racist. And there are moments that Miss Young talks about in our conversation um, in which she addresses that very. I think we do have the, the actual video, though. Here we this is this is Maggie Haberman. I mean, some of the big public things like birtherism was was, was thoroughly yeah. racist. But there are detail, other details you have. Like I didn't know that he had a girlfriend before, just before Melania. That's over, overlapping with her. Yeah, yeah, overlapping with Melania. Overlapping. Um, half black. Father was white. white. Mother was black. And he, what, he told. What did he say about her? He met her parents, and he told her that uh, she got her beauty from her mom and her brains from her dad at the white side. Yeah, yeah, more book selling. That's why I thought we were going to get the actual uh, girlfriend. We did not get her words, but there's your reporting, and I absolutely believe that. Sounds about white. Trump lawyers throw Alan Weisselberg under the bus as he prepares to spill the beans at trial. The Trump legal team has argued that the former president is the real victim in company tax fraud trial. Wow. Of course. Now, this started yesterday. Lawyers for former President Donald Trump's companies on Monday threw former longtime chief financial officer Alan Weisselberg under the bus during opening statements at a criminal trial over whether the company committed tax fraud. 
Weisselberg and two of Trump's companies were indicted in Manhattan last year after prosecutors said the company's compensation to Weisselberg included perks like apartments, luxury cars, and private school tuition for his grandchildren that were never reported on his taxes. Weiselberg in August pleaded guilty to 15 charges, including grand larceny, tax fraud, and falsifying business records. He agreed to serve five months, which is pitiful. Five months in prison, pay $1.9 million in back taxes and penalties, and agreed to testify at the Trump Organization trial. Prosecutors on Monday detailed his offenses and vowed that Weiselberg would give jurors the inside story of how he conducted his tax scheme. This case is about greed and cheating cheating on taxes, prosecutor Susan Hoffinger said in court. The scheme was conducted, directed, and authorized at the highest level of the accounting department. Lawyers representing two of Trump's businesses at the trial, meanwhile, threw Weiselberg under the bus and suggested that Trump may be the real victim of the scheme. Weiselberg did it for Weiselberg, said Michael Vanderveen. Michael Vanderveen. Michael Vanderveen. I'm sorry, I shouldn't make fun of the dude's name. Vanderveen. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're a nice person, Vanderveen. Lindsey Graham got some bad news earlier today. The Supreme Court uh, declined to block his subpoena, and he will have to testify in Georgia. Have to testify. The Supreme Court has denied a stay for his testimony in front of a grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia, where the DA down there is investigating Donald Trump's alleged interference in the 2020 election. The application for the stay and an injunction pending appeal was presented to Justice Clarence Thomas. He issued a temporary stay, you remember, last week. It was referred then to the full court which ultimately shot it down. There's no word yet from the DA on a new date for when Lindsey Graham will be asked to appear. I can't say that. I can't repeat. I can't repeat your uh, comment, Mox. Amazingly enough, violates terms of service. Staying in Georgia... Georgia congressman used donor funds to fight subpoena over subverting the election. (laughs) A congressman used campaign funds in an attempt to stymie an investigation into Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Representative Jody Heiss was among the lawmakers at the White House for a December 2020 strategy meeting about subverting the results of the presidential election. According to testimony, former White House staffer Cassidy Hutchinson gave to the White House or to the House January 6th committee when Congress reconvened following the riot at the January 6th, 2021. Uh, High subjected to counting Georgia's electoral votes, claiming without providing evidence that Joe Biden's win in the state was faulty due to an unprecedented amount of fraud and irregularities. Part of her inquiry into the former president's role in the scheme for him to remain in office. Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fanny Willis subpoenaed Heiss in June, seeking his testimony before a grand jury. The day before his deadline to appear, Heiss filed a motion to quash the subpoena. An attorney from the Austin, Texas-based law firm, the Goober Group, the Goober Group, 
think it's the Gober Group or Go Gober Group. I'm probably saying it wrong, but we're gonna call it the Goober Group. Represented highs in court on July 25th. A district court judge rejected Heiss's challenge. August 1st, Heiss's campaign paid the <laughs> paid the Goober Group of 46 grand for legal fees according to a filing the campaign made to the Federal Election Commission in mid-October. Heisberg's pro- The Goober Group couldn't be reached for comment. That's not in the story. I made that. <laughs> it broke me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That broke me. I can't. Goober Group. This is what I mean when I say astute political commentary. The description of this show. <laughs> the Goober Group. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll get it together. The Goober Group. Goob. Yeah, fucking Andy always calling Goober. Goob. Oh, fuck. I can't even. I can't even anymore. My evens are all gone now. Brian, you're <laughs> and, then, and, and then the Zionist is back in the chat over here. I'm gonna change, I'm gonna change the way I got the audio set up, then you won't hear that when I'm like setting shit up over here. That'll be smoother. We're working out the kinks of the new layout. Yesterday, I had the clip of Biden speaking about it. I can pull it up if you want, but we'll just listen to the White House economist. He went on with Squawk Box. Squawk Box on CNBC. They talk about the Goober Group. No. Yesterday, (laughs) the Goober Group. I'm I'm only half paying attention to what's going on around me right now because my mind is just goober group, goober group. And it's not even that funny. I've ran this, like, this is a dead horse by now. I've ran this one into the ground already. It's old. But, like, we're, we're going to have, like, a goober group t-shirt and everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this a something. <laughs> I had a clip of Joe Biden speaking yesterday, I believe it was. Uh... Oh no, do I not have my Biden drop? Oh, come on, man. I don't have my Biden drop. Oh, shit. I knew I was bound to be missing one.
Come on, man. <laughs> okay, go. Dude, 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 dude. I'm sorry, I got a, I've got a buddy, his, his mom's name is Judy. I pulled the, if, and if you've never seen Andy Griffith, you like have no clue what I'm talking about. You got some of the younger people in the audience are like, what the fuck? I don't even, I don't even know where my, there it is, there it is. Come on, man. I gotta, I gotta do so much shit. I gotta do so much shit. There we go. Come on, man. Come on, man! Now you work the way you're supposed to. You're in the right spot and everything. Still working out the kinks. Still working out the kinks of the new setup. So I should re-intro the story probably so everybody knows what's going on. Uber group is big beef. <laughs> so I believe it was yesterday. Joe Biden started talking uh, far more sternly towards oral companies and their, you know, massive fucking profits. I'm not talking about price caps, but it's starting to say something about a windfall tax, which I greatly appreciate. And this is. The White House economist going on with Squawk Box earlier today to talk about this Biden proposal of a possible windfall tax. If it was a threat now, it was a threat that he made towards the oil companies that if they did not lower prices, there would be a windfall tax against them. Council Director, you're not really on the political side. Uh, of the of the White House, I don't think, and the strategists on the political side. So I, I don't even think it's fair, really, for me to, gr to to try to grow you on this. I want to give you a pass. If you just don't want to comment on this at all as the economic director, because um, it's really more of a political... If you don't, as the economic director, if you don't want to comment on oil prices, I'll give you a pass. What the fuck kind of... We're already off to a great start with this interview here on Squawk Box. Uh, a fairness issue, I think. I will let you do that. Or do you actually want to say that there are economic benefits to this? Well, let me let me try to put this in context, Joe, and thanks for having okay. me on. You're welcome. You, um, I think if we're talking about any of these conversations, we have to start by recognizing that we are not in normal times. Uh, we are in a time of war, and the global environment and the global energy markets are fundamentally affected by that reality. And the reason why we have had the supply crisis that we have had and the reason why we have seen price increases that we've seen globally uh, is at the core because of uh, the war and Putin's actions. And so companies that are in a position where prices have increased dramatically have reaped, a, uh, have, have reaped excessive uh, profits uh, from that windfall. And so, you know, the question that the president was raising yesterday and the choice that the president was putting forward yesterday was that those companies in an environment as unique as this one, where this is not about investments made years ago and invest and returns on innovation, but instead a unique situation driven by a geopolitical crisis because of war, those companies have an obligation to act 
act in the interests of not only their shareholders, but also their consumers and also the country. And so that was the point uh, that the president was trying to make. Uh, the, the, the issue of, a, the issue of a, a windfall profits tax is one that you've seen a number of other G7 countries uh, move forward with. And the president is clear. What he would like to see is for these companies to actually step up and, for example, reduce the historic margins that they're charging in between the wholesale price and the retail price. That would be good for consumers. And in the long term, it really wouldn't have a long term impact on their profitability. But, it, Brian, in, in the history of the world, have you ever seen a, a situation where if you tax an industry or tax something, you actually get more of it? The quickest way to get less of something is to tax it and to regulate it. So we're already, you know, draining the, the SPR. Some people think that's okay. Other people think that's Agreed, not Mark. very wise Energy at this point. Nationalized. So Trust why busting. make it harder for the oil companies to invest in more production by taxing the, the, the windfall. So you, you call the issue isn't profits. production. Well, yeah, a couple of points. First is on the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Not only is it still half full, but we last week, as, as you know and, and you, you talked about, announced a plan to send certainty to the market that we will repurchase and the Strategic Petroleum Reserve will repurchase oil when the price gets down to around $70 a barrel, which not only makes sure that that asset is stronger on the other side of this outcome because we'll be able to um, repurchase more oil at that lower price, but also gives the market some certainty, something that uh, that market actors have been asking for well, true, uh, for true some months. time. But again, I just want to be clear what the president was articulating yesterday. He was he was articulating a choice that the companies have for months said that the better outcome for trying to address these historically unique circumstances are for private sector actions where they act on their own. And the president was urging them to do so. And something like the big spread between wholesale prices and retail prices, where that profit margin on every gallon of gas being sold yeah. is at completely historically unprecedented levels, that's something that could be addressed short of deregulation indeed Phil president for months it. been clear yes. that's the better outcome here and he was just being very direct about that the, the, but i mean the, the the democratic position seems to be like you know let's put well, let's put some nice of the regulations back in opposed to you know oh complete deregulation failed here i mean not complete deregulation they still think there is a neoliberal solution to the problems we're facing right now And it just ain't so. So we're going to move on to the uh, breaking news portion of the show. We got some. We've got some stories we're going to be following here. There was a. There were two cops shot in Newark, New Jersey, and there was a manhunt underway. I don't know if there's been an update yet. We're going to watch this. CBS News piece that I think aired like uh, the 6 o'clock news. We have breaking news in Newark, New Jersey. Police are searching for a suspect or more who shot at least two officers. Sources tell CBS News the officers were serving a warrant when shots rang out. Police say a gunman may have been on a roof. Both officers were rushed to the hospital. One was reportedly hit in the neck. 
Police are seen throughout the area and on surrounding rooftops. Governor Phil Murphy tweeted that he is aware about the situation in Newark and is following the developments. Let's bring in CBS News investigative producer Pat Milton. Pat, we are looking. So the, the latest update is that there is still a manhunt ongoing right now in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, this information is a couple hours old, though. At live photos right now where we can see a heavy police presence. What more can you tell us? Yes, it's a very fluid oh, I'm situation sorry. You guys right are watching now, this. as you uh, reported. We're going to have the kinks. Officers, law enforcement are still looking for the shooting suspect. Um, apparently well, what happened is the officers uh, were shot while they were attempting to serve a warrant in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, the shooter was armed with a rifle, according to our law enforcement sources, and the person shot from either a rooftop or a window. Um, the suspect uh, remains at large. Uh, SWAT is on the scene. FBI has responded. Uh, law enforcement, uh, very heavy law enforcement presence uh, on the scene. Um, the scene is a, apparently an apartment building, and it's about three miles from downtown uh, center of uh, Newark. Um, the officer, uh, one was shot in the neck, as you reported. One was uh, officer was shot in the leg. They were transported to the hospital. And at this moment, um, they apparently are in stable condition. That is good to hear. Pat, uh, obviously, this is a breaking news situation. And so things good are is fluid. Do you know anything more about how police are now looking for that suspect that is still at large? Have they confirmed that it's just one person? And do we know anything about the surrounding area, if it's on lockdown, et cetera? They believe that it is one shooter, but uh, still, again, this is a fluid situation. Uh, there's a lot unfolding. Uh, officers are secured a large area, a large swap uh, near the apartment uh, area where uh, everyone is just at a standstill. They've got it all roped off. They've got numerous uh, officers going through uh, buildings, backyards, uh, stores, uh, searching for uh, the person that uh, uh, is the suspect in this shooting. All right. Our investigative producer, Pat Mel. So as of like 12 minutes ago was the latest update I could find. There is still a manhunt on, underway. Authorities are still searching for a man. Apparently a six-year-old was also shot. I don't know if the, so it does seem like this has something to do with the shooting that's going on. Six-year-old child, two adults shot in Newark. That's also an ongoing investigation. The six-year-old was not killed. She's in the hospital recovering. Uh, she had a collapsed lung. She's going to make it. Uh, there were three other individuals that were shot in that incident also, but it's an ongoing investigation. So, I'm sorry, so four people were shot in one incident? Three people were shot in one incident and one child. The child was six or seven years old. Three people, including one child? Okay. No. Okay. Two adults and one child. Two adults and one child? Yes. Okay. And was it a, do you know, any information was there?
Suspect that's, on, that's ongoing. Uh, it was a response to a shot spot. So now I do not know if this is the same situation that's going on. <laughs> uh, but this is an ongoing, very fluid situation. As you can see, this was posted at 9.25 p.m. It was 30, 45 minutes ago, something like that. That's what we know thus far, and I don't know if this is connected to the two cops that were shot as well. But I would assume, I would assume they have something to do with each other. Here's another story that's ongoing. This one in Denver. Let me hit the content warning for this one. This is also one of those that was ongoing as of the time that we came on. This was last updated a few hours ago. Five others hurt in a shooting in Denver and police looking for the suspect. And One dead, five the injured. Scene on the east side of Denver. This is right near the Aurora border. Right now, Denver police looking for a dark-colored vehicle. You see that on your screen. Fox 31's Vicente Arena is live on scene with the latest. Vicente. We have been learning a lot this afternoon about the shooting that happened here. When we first arrived this afternoon, there were people crying. They were scrambling around trying to figure out what happened right now on the scene. Let's take you closer in to see what exactly is taking place. Investigators walking around where six people were shot on a sidewalk by three people carrying guns. The six people that were shot were standing on a sidewalk on Colfax at Verbena. Denver police say three people jumped out of a vehicle and then began shooting. An adult man was killed. Three men and two women also hurt, three of them critically. Ashley Thompson knows all of the people who were hit. All of them. <laughs> Except for the shooters, which I don't even know why they would shoot. <laughs> Nothing warrants this. Nothing warrants taking somebody's life like this. Do nothing. She, like many others, ran for cover. We don't know what happened. We just hit the ground. Investigators say the suspect's vehicle was northbound on Verbena Street. It stopped at Colfax. Then multiple shots were fired next to the market. Alize Adams was working nearby when the shooting happened fast. I just heard the gunshots, but I didn't see anything. The three suspects jumped back in the vehicle, which was located a short three suspects at 12th and Yosemite, less than a mile away. The suspects then got into another vehicle, this one, which police are still looking for. Many people here are having a hard time. I was in my room and I just heard like a rain of, of gunshots and I ran over there and a couple of my friends were shot. The motive is not clear at this time. Police so far do not know of any connection between the shooters and the victims. This shooting today taking place in what is described as a crime hotspot. It's not clear how many extra officers might have been on the scene because of that designation in this area. But take a close look at the picture on your screen here. This is that SUV, all eyes from the police department looking for that SUV because it is believed that that is the vehicle that the three suspects jumped into after. I'd usually tell you not to narc, but that kind of situation I think warrants it. It's like there's always exception to a rule. I do narc on those motherfuckers. Just another day in mass shooting USA. As far as I can tell, the manhunt is still on in Denver. Um... 
I did not see an update that said anyone had been apprehended. And that's in the last couple of hours. Gonna hit the content warning one more time. We're gonna go to Florida. Trial of the Parkland shooter. Remember kids. Shoot up drugs, not schools. This was a sentencing trial, and I might need to adjust the audio on that one again. <laughs> Sorry about that. This has been a sentencing trial for the Parkland shooter. Uh, one juror voted for life, received a sentence of life. Apparently, the parents uh, of the victims were very unhappy with the verdict. They wanted the death penalty. I believe we are in the the final stages here of the sentencing trial. Judge exploded on the public defenders. And once again, these are public defenders. I looked this up. These, these people are in a very high-profile situation. Incredibly high pressure. Wanting to do a good job for someone everyone considers to be a monster. And this judge, I, I feel, has grandstanded. So, uh, apparently things got very interesting today. No one jumped up to try to tap down that rhetoric. That is the rhetoric that I am talking about. That is what I'm trying to be very clear on. Jeff, Marcus, the state, they can hide behind their arguments. But we all are witnessing what is occurring in this courtroom. Which is myself. I'm a judge. And, and I, I understand that I'm in charge you, of the decorum. And I feel that 99% or a great percentage of what has been said has been appropriate. Everybody has maintained decorum. But for a few comments, it's best to just move on as opposed to highlight them. This is true, Judge. But I am witnessing a building of momentum and I'm encouraging the court to direct the state to tap down on that momentum so it does not reoccur and it does not become a theme. Thank you, Judge. Your Honor, for the record, the only thing the state has said to any of these witnesses when they get up is would they like to say something on behalf of the victim they're representing? There's been no encouraging or inciting as Mr. Weeks has put on this record. That is a blatant falsehood and a recreation of the record. As far as no objections being made, it's the defense that could have objected. It's not the state's duty to object to their own witnesses when they're testifying. Okay. I, I, listen, I've already heard. If you have anything else to say, you can put it in writing at a later time. I've heard from both sides more than once. That's going to be it. I've made my decision. Like I said, 99% of what's been testified to has been appropriate. I do not want to highlight uh, the few things that were said that were perhaps not appropriate, and let's move on. You can have as many seconds as you want in writing, and you can put all of your objections in writing. They've been made multiple times from your chief assistant, from Ms. McNeil, and I don't want to hear anything else. I've already heard it. Is there something that has not already been argued? Yes, ma'am. Okay, exactly what is it? Judge, before Mr. Schachter took the podium to testify before this court, 
I wanted to, Mr. Representative, reflect that both Mr. Marcus and Mr. Satz looked at the statement prior to the reading. And so their implicit adoption of what he was saying was improper Okay, but what you are doing right now is highlighting something and making more of a spectacle. So if your office in general does not want to facilitate or incite violence, then we need to just sit down and move on. That's it. There were 18 witnesses. Sit down. There were 18 witnesses that testified today. There was nothing that was said until Ms. McNeil made her point made and... You know, we're moving on. But is the court going to do anything about maybe stopping it from happening again? When these people are upset about specific things that have gone on from that table, like shooting the middle finger up at this court and laughing and joking, Ms. McNeil, be quiet. When these people have sat in this courtroom and watch this behavior from that table, and they want to say that they're not happy about it, what is the problem? Judge, I have no problem because I have thick skin. But once you bring in my children, I think that's highly improper. I didn't even know you have children. I don't know what you're talking about. Your children? What about your children? For them to comment on my children is highly improper. And for this court to allow that kind of testimony is also There was... I don't remember any comments about any children. And if there were, it, it obviously didn't, it, it, it came and went without me noticing it. Trish, I can assure you that if, if they were talking about your children, you would definitely notice it. You need to sit down right now. You're out of line. In fact, you're excused. You need to go sit in the back with your, with your uh, chief public defender. He's the public defender. Mr. Weeks. Please ask the lawyer from your office to go sit down and not say anything else. To try to threaten my children and bring up my children is inappropriate. Go to the back of the room now. That just violated about every rule of professional responsibility that I have ever, I have never. If you're this dude here, sauntering you're going out. to... Judge, I asked you to go sidebar on this matter. You, sidebar or not, you don't have one of your assistant public defenders. Wow, he just sauntered up. This is the, uh, this is the Parkland shooters. This is one of the final uh, hearings because the jury already returned their verdict in the sentencing trial for, for the Parkland shooter, Nicholas Cruz. And she is going off on the defense attorneys. Say something about my children. Judge, the same venom that the court is expressing is the same venom that defense counsel had to sit through this entire morning. She when their brought children up her children multiple times during the trial. Nobody knows if I'm barren or not. They don't judge, know about my children. Judge, sit down. If she's sit down. barren judge, or not. Sit down, Mr. Weeks. Please do not summarily dismiss I'm me. summarily dismissing. Wait, who? No one knows if I'm barren or not. What in the fuck? Who says that? Other than like Baron Trump. Like no one knows if I'm barren or not. What the hell? Donald Trump himself, when he was posing as Baron. John Barron. No one knows if I'm barren or not. Like what in the Who says that? that defense counsel had to sit through this entire morning when she their brought children up her children multiple times during the trial nobody knows if i'm barren or not they judge, don't know about my children judge, sit down sit down judge 
Sit down, Mr. Weeks. Please do not summarily dismiss me. I'm summarily dismissing I'm asking you. Go the court. sit down. I'm asking the court. I asked the court to go sidebar. Go sit down. You don't threaten the Judge, court's children. Everyone in this courtroom. That. Go sit down. No, no one in this courtroom had to endure what we had to endure. Go sit down. Ms. McNeil has made her children a spectacle more than once during this trial. That was her choice. You have absolutely no right to have one of your assistants come up here and suggest something about my children. Now, please go. Fuck all your children. You're inappropriate. Figuratively, not literally. Go sit down. Don't fuck children. May I have a brief recess? No. Go sit down. May I have a brief recess so I can speak to my attorneys? So there there you have it. I just wanted to highlight some of that wild back and forth in the courtroom. I don't even know what's left to, to to be done. I don't I don't even know what they are are because the jury returned the verdict of life. It's like that's it. I don't know what other formalities they were meeting to discuss. And yeah, I do really feel like she's been grandstanding for the cameras, and this this has been a very high profile trial. She was she was very rough on the defense throughout the entire thing. Moving to a I don't even know how to I don't even know how to transition from this. There's there's no segue there. I should have just came back and talked to you guys a little bit and intro the new show. You live, you learn. So the the other day I was talking to my buddy. We were getting high on on like he'll he'll voice chat, video chat with me, and we'll get high together. And I was telling him about um, like one of the freaking newses this week or this past week was the attorney in Florida that fought the motorcycle laws, and he died in a motorcycle crash. Motor, the motorcycle helmet laws. He died in a, in a crash without wearing a her- helmet, and I used uh, Lance Morissette's ironic. And uh, so I'm, I'm talking to my buddy uh, on video chat, and he said something about his bowl was in his pocket, and I started saying, like, he's got one bowl in his pocket. And then I told him about using the Alanis Morissette song in the, in the freaking news. Then I also told him about... Uh, Kanye West getting kicked out of Skechers headquarters and that I had thought about using Alanis Morissette's uninvited because like the Skechers called him an uninvited guest or whatever and I did eventually do that I did that one and the, the fucking artwork <laughs> my my thumbnail game is on point guys I'm telling you my thumbnail game is on point yay kicked out of Skechers headquarters <laughs> But I used I used Alanis Morissette's uninvited. So I was like, that's three Alanis Morissette's references. And then my buddy said something about like need another bowl to put in this bong or some shit like that. I, I can't even remember what he said, but he's like, You live, you learn. I'm like, that's the fourth Alanis Morissette reference. <laughs> Sad 
sad that he took someone with him. She wasn't wearing a helmet either. <laughs> she wasn't wearing a helmet either, clinically. You want to see a picture of him? I have one. <laughs> also, my thumbnail for that one was great. I cleared out the thumbnails the other day. No, no, no. There it is. There it is. Still got it. <laughs> yes, I have a picture of them alive. I think they're even hugging each other. That's where I got. That's where I got his headshot from here. Thumbnail game on point. That's why I'm trying. I'm trying my my ass off. That's what the, that's what the redesign of all this is about. This is to be more appealing to the YouTube algorithm and the people that stumble across the show and give us a shot. But all these thumbnails are about trying to kick it into high gear. I spent way too much time on that one. <laughs> I love I love this one. <laughs> Put the nose on him. Uh, this one's from last night. This is the, the Pelosi attacker. Put his, just Googled person with a hammer or man with a hammer or some shit. This one from the Freak Show cracked me up. <laughs> where, where this one? This one where she's she's holding the rival. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love uh, Lula with the thumbs up with uh, Bolsonaro. I have to I have to really think on it to fuck it up. Basolnero. Or however Dave Rubin said it in the background. He's crying. And it's working too. Like I'm up like five thousand percent on everything. It's working on the YouTube. World's dirtiest man dies after a bath. I asked my buddy, I was like, would it be funnier if I had somebody there with a with a sponge? Oh fuck! I really, the I, I like the I like the media winch with me, but I think the pumpkin ended up looking like Hulk Hogan and not me. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be so easy to to make me read on a pumpkin, but no, it it looks like a Hulk Hogan pumpkin. Looks like media winch carved a Hulk Hogan pumpkin. I I photoshopped his hands. I'm gonna admit it. I made them bigger. His actual real hands you wouldn't be able to see if I hadn't uh, photoshopped them to make them bigger. So you're welcome. I photoshopped his hands. <laughs> also from last night, the Dan Bulldog story. But him thinking kids are, uh, are pissing in the litter box. Uh, RB, that's something that I couldn't have included in the like. I did. I don't have enough time. I have to. You know, I have to keep them under a minute. I didn't have enough time to include this in the story, but the journalist in me would have included that we do not know if a helmet would have saved him. He went splat pretty hard into a a tractor trailer. Oh my god! Yep, that's one of that's one of the working out the kinks of uh, of the new layout. If I can't see what I'm I'm broadcasting, then I don't know that you're not seeing my screen. Yeah, there's the bulldog in the Yeah, there's the tiny I I see I gotta do this whole joke again. I did indeed Photoshop his hands 
I made them bigger, otherwise you wouldn't be able to see them. Love Merrick Garland laughing at him. <laughs> There's the media winch with the Hulk Hogan pumpkin. World's dirtiest man dies after bath. <laughs> There's Lula with the thumbs up with Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro crying in the background. His name's actually his name's actually Bolsonaro. J.R. Bolsonaro. That's the correct pronunciation. I've been fucking it up on purpose. Just want to point that out. Woman slips out of her cuffs and opens fire on the cops. This is the brand new uh, thumbnail for the freak show that I just debuted a few days ago. Dancing to get out of a DUI. I use sexy cop outfit. The Pelosi, the Pelosi attacker with the hammer. I've been, I've now I will admit I've been a little clickbaity with the headlines, and I'm sorry about that. But like, I get rewarded. I get rewarded for it. That one, that that was the thumbnail I've spent the most time on because making that fucking record look like it's on the record player was was difficult not difficult it just took me some time there's the lawyer who went flying off his motorcycle without a helmet and there yeah okay that's that's me showing off like my thumbnails and stuff this one's really good too (laughs) spent a lot of time on that one Ooh, 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 this is my favorite one the pope pointing at the porn That video did not do as well as I expected it to do. I mean, it did okay. It got like three or 400 views. Come on. Who doesn't click on that video with that thumbnail? Kanye getting kicked out of Skechers. I'm real proud of that one because I, I made the jacket look like his stupid-ass jackets. It looked like it had dirt on it. Clickbait works. And also, like, I kind of clickbait towards the right-wingers. I try to set them off. I try to trigger them with my headlines. And it works. It works. It's just the opposite. What I what I thought was going to happen that I would trigger the right wingers to watch my videos. It doesn't actually result in me getting left people to watch it because it becomes more popular for some odd reason. I just get more and more chuds watching it. College professor is out after a viral video shows him screaming in a student's face. Robert Evans Pickard, a history professor, was seen on video shouting at a student to leave his classroom. Find out what this is all about. This happened at Tennessee State University. Fell discourse, whatever your name is. I can't imagine what a fucking student could have done. This professor at Tennessee State University apparently talks to his students like that all the time. Battle Opossum, yeah, it's new new look, same great troll taste. 
But I, I wanna, I wanna know what the fuck that student did. So in a statement to WSMV TV on Tuesday, Pickard said he had resigned. I deeply regret what happened in class. I lost my temper and did something I should have never done. I've been under pressure lately and have been frustrated with students who pay attention to their cell phones and laptops and wonder why they get low grades. But that does not excuse my behavior. I apologized to the students and offered my resignation. I am now retired as I had planned anyway. Please respect my privacy. TSU student uh, Sharena Rains said in an interview with the outlet that she was so shocked by the outburst, I think he should be fired. On Rate My Professors, a website where students can write anonymous reviews about university teachers, Pickard's page was flooded with negative feedback following the incident. In several other posts dating as far back as 2017, he was also rated as an awful teacher, with commenters saying that they felt they were set up to fail his course. He didn't need to add that he planned it anyway. I know, it was a jerkwad thing to say. A jerkwad thing to say. Speaking of jerkwads, I hate to do it. I really do. I don't... I'm tired of talking about Kanye West. But he keeps doing shit that makes me have to talk about him. There's video... Kanye storms out of a kid's soccer game after a heated exchange with a parent. So this is at his damn kid's soccer game. Okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. This was clickbaity. He looks upset, but like he's had some bad days here recently. I thought he's gonna be yelling profanities at her and shit. The slicker boots. Yeah, he's... His new fashion apparel is like construction worker. We watched video from his fashion show. And he was... He was uh, walking through mud. Yeah, yeah, I I should have not played this. This is, this is me falling prey to... Um, not watching shit beforehand. If I'd watched this, I wouldn't have played it. I wouldn't have felt that it was important enough because he he might have been snappy with that woman, but there there it wasn't a real outburst. He does look like he's upset. Working class chic, some shit like that. I don't claim to know what's going on with Kanye. I do know that the odds of winning the lottery are astronomical. But somebody's going to win. Might as well be you because nobody well, fucking the, won. The Powerball jackpot uh, we've been talking about for what feels like weeks now <laughs> is up to $1.2 billion. Yeah, no one won. Billion with a B. Night, so it just keeps rolling over. And so now we're thinking about what you could buy. Right. Now we're dreaming. It's, okay. Yeah. Because you could buy a lot with $1.2 <laughs> 
I'll go ahead because I did do this story as a freaking news the other day. I can tell you that if you take the lump sum, which most people do, at $1 billion, it was $495 million was what you would get from the lump sum. Or you can take it as an annual annuity over something like 26 years. You would get more money that way, and it would probably work out better for you. It would probably work out better for you. If you take the lump sum, you need to invest that shit. Normal people don't have a concept of what a million is, let alone a billion, but a billion is astro-fucking-nomical. I guess not, because that, that would be a trillion or a zillion. <laughs> I guess it is astronomical, though, because uh, Sagan, Carl Sagan, billion with a B, B. It gets lower with taxes. Sure. That takes a lot out, but it's <laughs> but still, still nothing to sneeze at. So KTLA's Aaron Myers is live in Beverly Hills. You've been out there dreaming or thinking about where this money could go, Aaron. <laughs> yes. Hi, you guys. Right now, I'm still window shopping because I was not the winner, nor was anyone else. As you said, it's going to roll over to Wednesday's drawing. But hey, if you were the big Estimated winner, why 1. not go on a shopping billion. spree on Rodeo Drive? For those men who love shopping, I'm sure there are some out there. Why not shop at Brionia? You could get a whole new wardrobe. There are stores all along this way. But most people I talk to say they would help family or donate. So that is a great way to spend the money as well. Now, although no one won the big prize last night, there are two tickets in California that had five numbers correct. One of those winners bought their ticket locally at 777 Market now, at 1900 I do not South encourage Lorea. anyone to play the lottery. As for the winners, they just but missed if you go the buy yourself a ticket number, or two when it's this high, that's just good fun. In all, California saw more than 670,000 winners of some type. In total, across no the illusion country, that there you're were going 13 to tickets sold that matched five numbers, but not the Powerball. In fact, more than 5.4 million tickets won prizes totaling $59.5 million. The drawing was the 38th since a ticket with all six numbers was sold. As for the winning numbers, take a look. They were 13, 19, 36, 39, 59, and the Powerball number was 13. The next drawing is Wednesday, and the estimated prize will be $1.2 billion, which would make it the fourth largest in U.S. history and the second largest in Powerball's history. The As fourth. for the odds of matching all five numbers and the Powerball, well, they aren't great. It's one in about two 193 million according to lotto officials so that's why we're dreaming now if you were to win you can choose to receive the prize as an annuity paid in 30 graduated payments over 29 years or a lump sum payment of more than five. Oh yeah 29 I, I think I said 26 we spoke with legal, legal expert Allison Treasel who says before you win you should sign the back of your ticket and take a picture of it and then has this advice if you were to win the big bucks once you are the big winner Slow down a minute. While California requires that you disclose your name and the place of the location, you don't need to do much else. So don't hold a press conference, hire a lawyer, hire a financial planner, and then decide whether you should take a lump sum or a yearly payment, depending on the tax consequences to you. Yeah, most lottery hour, winners, we'll talk about, uh, it ends in tragedy. You are in an office pool, which I know we have that at KTLA, how you should handle that if your group wins. As for the drawing, the next drawing is Wednesday night at 7.59. Reporting live here. Money doesn't magically make your life better. 
usually amplifies the problems you already have. I mean, it gets, money can solve a lot of your issues. Being financially stable can solve a lot of issues. There is, there is very much value in that. However, having money doesn't fix yourself. Doesn't fix the problems that you have. All right. I have promised you. I've promised you a new kitten. I will go see if the new kitten is, is available to be paraded in here. Give me just a minute or two. God, we might even be able to get her on microphone. Oh, I don't think you guys could hear it. I don't think the mic can pick her up. This is Trixie. Animal video. Get the itty bitty baby. Smell bad, baby. I thought they cleaned your butt. She's a sweet little thing. She was up playing. I've got to take her back. She was very comfy. I think she's upset that uh, she's no longer comfy in the blanket. About five weeks is what they estimated she was. Cute as shit. Tortoise shell calico. And a little bobtail. A little bobtail. What is it? It's Tuesday night. What's going on on Tuesday night? Is it down ballot or is it time for uh, local love? What's going on on the Echo Plex? That's where we're going, I would assume. Bender is on. That Bender always an excellent watch. Uh, I don't see no Echoplex. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we got down ballot going on. I'm going to send you guys over to producer Dave. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I started saying that long before um, I'd even hit the raid button. We'll be back tomorrow night. We've got the New Hampshire debate between Don Bullduck and Maggie Hassan. I don't know what time that is. We might be coming on an hour early. Look out for that. We might be on at like 7. I didn't check the time. That's my that's my bad. 
Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before we hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol, live.